0: Cut the Line Rugby in South Africa podcast coming back at you. We are looking at the first round of the Varsity Cup. It went down last week, Monday, Mondays that rock, back on South African screens and uh, excitement abounded all over the country as usual and as is to be expected. Excellent stuff seen. Let's start off with the match between CUT and UJ. That looks like one of the games of the round, CUT... Edging that one, 23 points to 19. A physical battle, to be sure. And UJ are known for throwing down the gauntlet and that they did when they traveled to Plumfontein. So in spite of losing the number of players that they did last season, uh, UJ not able to retain a lot of their core stars. uh, They look well decent going into this season. And uh, they'll be expecting to get results but you know as the varsity cup goes there's only so many matches you get off to a losing start you think you'll win the next one next thing you know you've lost three four in a row and people are talking about relegation and relegation is a reality this year let's remind ourselves promotion for the top team in the varsity shield and the bottom team in the varsity cup gets relegated and there's a promotion relegation match for the team that finishes second last bearing in mind turks is in the varsity shield this year team that finishes second could be very strong. So, bottom and second from bottom. In danger. Um, yeah, CUT winning that one. The penalties that UJ were giving away were killing them in the first off. And they've got to get their discipline right. But, you know, when you play a game as physical as they do, you live on the edge at all times. And, you know, sometimes you get pleasure. Sometimes you get pain. The goal kicker for CUT looks like a... Like a dead eye, so be keeping an eye on him. And the defense of UJ, absolutely brutal. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing one of their games live. So watch out for in there once again. The prince is looking to reign supreme, and also the inside center for UJ Likaya uh, Really, really quality. I think the best of brothers must be back for CUT. They've really been punching above their weight ever since they got into the Varsity Cup. They were Varsity Shield uh, heroes for a while. The smaller of two universities in Bloemfontein, which is not the biggest of towns to begin with. So, retaining their place in the Varsity Cup. It's always been quite an achievement, and uh, long may it last for the XCS. Okay, moving on to U-Dubs against Vets. U-Dubs getting promoted last season. Conweezy Conradi and the boys um yeah the jubilant scenes of uh 2023 quickly dashed in 2024 with uh with uh with the baptism of fire a severe comeuppance for the belvillians who were playing on their home ground and had a vociferous crowd behind them as they do tend to when they play at home they really get to support us out there such a great spirit of rugby alive and well out there in Belleville the Bellevillians came out in number and they saw a number of points piled up against their team in an unfortunate turn of events for those supporting the boys in blue down there Fitz playing in white scored ten tries ten tries it was a uh, what was real battering um, and Uh, I don't know, you know, I mean, 66 points to 10 is what it was in the end. And uh, I don't know if lessons can be learned from a defeat like that. Uh, Because uh, that one sends up some red flags to the rest of the teams in the tournament that they need to pile up points against u as well points difference is going to count in the end of this competition and uh, you don't want to be you don't want to be lost. of course U-dubs have been relegated before and they don't want to be coming back up and down as the coach Paul True has said it's uh, I don't know you want to see U-dubs be able to plant roots here in the varsity cup like Fitz have who also played in the shield before like CUT who I was just talking about have also done but are they going to get that opportunity? You know, they need to make that for themselves. And making the step up from the shield to the cup seems to be getting even more difficult year by year. No easier, that's for sure. So, all well, that being said, yeah, let's see how they go. As for Vitz flying high, will they ever get their time in the sun? You know, they've had a, a number of quality players coming through their ranks in recent years, their connection with the Lions. Alive and well. I think Mark Snaman was the player that rocks in this game. Carl Smith is back there again. It's um, that fullback of theirs that was ripping it up last season. Anyway, lots of players to keep an eye on. Kelvin Kananungo is there as well. Damn, mm. It's going to be an interesting season. Up there in Johannesburg, the Joburg derby is going to be brutal. But, yeah, u got to get themselves sorted out. Let's leave it there. Now, another contender for match of the round, Shimla's UCT. Two pretenders to the throne this season, perhaps. What a game. UCT winning that one away from home, 38 points to 12. Once again, Dawson Squibb pulls a rabbit out of the hatch. The guy has worked wonders with that UCT team. It really is remarkable, Um, the consistency that he's been able to manufacture over the course of years with these varsity teams of course you have a lot of rotation of players and uh, the rotation of these uct players has been to go on and get a chance at uh, western province and beyond you know so not just doing well in the varsity cup but uh, building futures of course which is what the tournament's all about from grassroots to greatness fnb varsity cup back your boy keys So, uh, Shimlas looking dangerous, as usual. Um, Let's not take anything away from the guys. They were spectacular. Two clinical teams, two potential champions on display. Ntokozo Makaza for UCT, playing on the wing, absolutely slicing home his kick. Seven penalties, he slotted over for the Ike Tigers, laying the foundations for victory. And um, they played in the final last year, of course, and they'll be eager to get back to the final this year. I don't know how much longer Dawson Squibb is staying. I think he's going to the Proteus. As discussed last time around on the Cut the Line pod. Um, so the Schimlers, uh, for the last two seasons, have been some, one of the favorite teams to go to the final and win the final. And they have failed to do so. So... You know, always the bridesmaid, and for the bride. right now, I suppose, would be the mud that you could sling at them. But let's see. Let's see how this season goes. The tight game against UCT could have gone either way in the end, but it didn't go their way, and they were playing at home. So, will they be troubled? Yes, they will, because, you know, there's no way that uh, you can totally forget about the, the, the things that have happened over the past two seasons. And I think the last time they won was 2015. And indeed, that was the only time they won. Opa Mohoje, the captain on that occasion. But always entertaining to watch. But, uh, that it is also proven to be their downfall. In the season they really went to win, two seasons ago, they got to the knockout stages, and all of a sudden, torrential rains came and poured down in Bloemfontein, and... They really worked against their game plan, which was to throw the ball around regardless at all times. And they didn't change their ways. And they went on in flames on that day. Um, yeah. So, they would do well to change their ways. The final game of round one, Martys versus Eagles at the Dani Craven Stadium. And as always... The University of Stellenbosch had the people out there in great number, and the crowd was pumped, ready to go. Unfortunately, the team itself, not so much. Um, They were certainly pumped, but the Eagles came through and, yeah, they laid down the law. Lost a lot of players, the Eagles, so I thought they had a good chance of uh, taking a backwards step this season, but... Jeepers! They stepped out on the front foot. Physically dominant over Bosch, and they backed themselves from prior to the first whistle. <laughs> so that much is clear. Zinedine Robinson in the number 10 jersey, showing his experience. He was one of the winners last season, one of the ones that stayed on. The backline play, so confident in their backline play, so clinical as well. And running it from the run trial, and no Owen scored a spectacular try, like a 95 meter try, multi phase, including a cross kick, I think, and they got to the five meter line, just couldn't convert that one. Um, it was a pleasure to watch, an absolute pleasure to watch, and uh, the Eagles are going to be a problem this season. That's what I took away from that match. Uh, everybody should watch out for Northwest University. But. Mostly, after watching all of those matches, you can it's clear it's going to be a hardly contested tournament. And that's all and that's all the fans have ever asked for. Marty's back line was not looking good. Um, and they'll be a little bit troubled, no doubt, by what went on there. Um, the front row as well for Marty's struggled, and they had to make a change in the first half, taking two players off and they brought on vernon Matongo, who made a big difference and uh for them as well and they you know brought parity the scrum to the scrum battle but um yeah that maybe changed uh, how much they had left in the tank towards the end of the game because they yeah they couldn't well you know end of the day the back line wasn't making any dents in the defense of the eagles consistently, and it was kind of telegraphed, and mustard who's come back from the Bulls, thought he was going to be a game changer for them. But just looking ever so slightly toothless were Martis. But they've got time to change that, and they certainly have the talent as well. Uh, they've got plenty of that. Akeji playing on the wing, interesting. Didn't get to see any of the Bulls. Um, so... We'll have to see how he goes. Muhammad Burton coming off the bench. Goodness gracious. Looks like a good player. And Ezekiel Ngobeni at number nine. Oh, man. But the number nines that you really need to talk about are the ones from the winning team of the Eagles, Apelela Madak, who started the match. Just phenomenally phenomenally good. And Mpokubeka, another player that came from UJ, off the bench. Spectacular. I mean, they've they've got two killers there. Replacing uh is it Hessian Sylvester? Sylvester Hessian from last season, uh, one of their winners. And Sampiswich was the captain there. Jeez, that prop was an absolute beast of a player. So he dominated last season, really. A linchpin of their victory in uh last season's Far City Cup, he's gone, and Vernon Paolo, two tries in the final, tries Galore all season, he's gone. And many more. Gustav Erlank he was uh, yeah he was savaging guys out there last season and uh, Tino Santino Swanepoel weaving magic in the back line so the amount of players they've lost the quality of performance they put in I mean loving it loving the prospect that it has for the rest of this season of Fast City Cup most of all so we can look forward to plenty because it's packing plenty yeah, so, coming up next for the Varsity Cup, uh, let's keep a close eye on uh, <laughs> what we have to expect. So, UJ hosting Shimlas, That's uh, Monday the 26th of Feb. That's the next round of matches. Now UJ need to get... Uh, on the horse, <laughs> as do Shimla's. They lost at home and now they're traveling. Oh, you just got to love this competition. Just sets it up so nicely. Both teams have got to win. So they're going to be going for gold. And whoever loses that match is now going to be on a hard, hard path to make the knockout stages. Still absolutely possible, but they need to start winning all of the matches from that point. And they're inevitably going to run into another team who has a mission of the same description. So, UJ hosting Shimla's. That's uh, impossible to make a call on that one for me, so I'll stay out of the making a call business. Um, Next up, it's the Eagles taking on UW's Oof, in punch of strom. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll get into the calling business on that one, because the Eagles... I mean, you've got to fancy them. If it's dismantled U-Dubs by 66 points to 10, and the Eagles beat Martys at the Darnie Craven. Whew, yeah. But really, it would be great to see U-Dubs find a way. But to find a way to find parity in the forward battle is becoming the real problem, because there's some powerful scrums being built in the Far City Cup. And then even a team like CUT has found a way to compete physically but they're always playing the better head game so eagles hosting u-dubs and we move swiftly on to cut the the aforementioned cut they'll be traveling to johannesburg to take on vitz and vitz will be buoyant full of confidence but cut won their first match as well tight one against U J. they looked good in that match they have a very accurate kicker, and they're very physical. And they were able to force UJ into a number of penalties. But at home, you feel like Fets on the back of a victory like that will be feeling good. But, you know, when you find a team with more resistance in the forward battle, it might disrupt them heavily. But Fets will be fancying themselves. And then it's going to be UCT. Hosting Marty's into varsity in the varsity cup, hmm. <laughs> Headline fixture cannot wait under the lights on the green mile. That's going to be a fascinator. And UCT coming off a victory, obviously, in Bloemfontein Marty's losing at home. Their confidence might be shaken, and to lose back to back victories to start off this season mm, will be detrimental to their cause. Um, yeah. there's so much pressure. Who would want to be a coach? Well, lots of people, of course. That's what I always think when I hear that question. Not me, though. Um, A lot of moving involved, you know, a lot of pressure. And sometimes unreasonable pressure when, you know, you're presented with certain circumstances that are out of your control. Sometimes you don't have the power to change those, but you have to... Find victory in spite of it all. And I suppose that's what separates the wheat from the chaff. So it is good to see teams in the Varsity Cup, though, sticking with uh, their coaches and building that continuity because that's obviously what you need in spite of the changing uh, base of players to have that anchor of the head coach staying the same for a number of years is isn't guaranteed to, to success at all, but maybe different strokes for different folks, you know, depending on the program. Like, of course, Marty's found their last success under Harvey's free, and he was there for a good amount of time, but he wasn't there forever. And he's gone from the place that he went to. But um, going to Poland now, of course. Um, and on the other hand, votes have stuck with the good Mr. Fanas for some time now. And they've found some good, consistent form in the Varsity Cup. They haven't lifted the trophy yet, but they certainly haven't been relegated. And they have been down in the Varsity Shield before. Before, uh, what's-his-name brought them up? (laughs) Let me not quote that interview here. All right, wrapping it up right there. So, that is the Varsity Cup wrap-up for round one, heading into round two. Really interesting matches. Looking forward to this round of... South African rugby action at the varsity level and this competition continues to just entertain every year. Are we seeing any Springboks on the field this year? Very interesting question to ask. A lot of Springboks minted from a few years back of course. World Cup winners, double World Cup winners. So, there's got to be a couple out there. I'm counting on one of them being one of the number nines. Some Seriously good scrum-offs on display in this competition. Um, and, of course, plenty of other players. Let's not get into that right now. Otherwise, we'll be here forever. So, cut the line rugby. We'll be back once again next week after round two of the Varsity Cup. I uh, didn't even have a chance to speak Varsity Shield here. Um, should make time for that next time. But uh, headline, Turks one. I think it was 36 points to nil. No. I think it'll get it to Wusu. So if Turks proved to be the juggernaut that everybody's expecting in the varsity shield, they'll get that guaranteed promotion spot, get back into the varsity cup next year and you know prove the value of the promotion and relegation uh, situation on an annual basis, creating urgency in every single team playing in the competitions. I really like it. And further evidence of that is that Varsity College have walked into the Varsity Shield and won their first match, also, I think, keeping TUT to a solid egg. Uh, Zero points for TUT. Um, So, congratulations to varsity, Varsity College. Hope to see one of their matches because they clearly came to play and they're hoping or planning not on getting relegated straight away. Which asks the question, who is planning on getting relegated? Jeopardy, at all times. Just such an excellent competition. All right, that's that. See you soon. Thank you very much.